0: Welcome to episode four of Call It Country. Uh, this week, uh, because I missed an episode last week, uh, I'm going to do actually three weeks worth of music, which is fine because um, this week is probably the most music that's been put out. The two weeks bef- the last two weeks before that hasn't been that much. Um, so first you'll hear a segment about the newest music that just came out um, this Friday, and then um, after that you'll hear the two weeks prior to that. Um, And then I'm also going to talk about in this episode um, something about Garth Brooks um, and basically about how his audience is shrinking as as the years go on. And I'm also going to talk about the CMA nominations and what I think about that. So let's jump in. Alright, so let's start with this most recent uh, week's newest music come, uh, that came out this Friday. So got a couple records out, a couple very traditional records I would say. So first up, uh, Waylon Payne released um, his record. Um, he's um, classic country artist Sammy Smith's uh, son. And so that record is uh, pretty good. I He had some singles released before the album coming out, and I was loving those. I haven't got a chance to listen to his whole, whole album yet, but uh, definitely we'll look into that. And then Elizabeth Cook, um, that record that I teased probably, in I believe, in the first episode, um, her record was released today as well. And like I said, so it's got kind of, um, I don't know, like outer space, like, vibes like it's it's a tr- traditional album for sure but it's got some like echoing effects on uh some of the vocals and things like that um there's a new song from FGL or Florida georgia line um riley green released um his ep which riley green i was talking about riley green's really great um contemporary but traditional artist however i'm pretty underwhelmed by this uh ep uh might be i've haven't given enough time to it but i wouldn't say there's any hits off of it um at least that i've heard so far and then lastly um brothers osborne released a song called um i'm not for everyone and that is the best uh, brothers osborne uh song that's come off their um upcoming record skeletons um that song's really good it's uh brothers osborne's kind of got a rock country vibe um but you can uh, you can hear traditional elements in that brothers osborne song so uh in this next segment i'm going to talk about uh, the two weeks before this week's uh newest music um only a couple from each week so that'll be next Alright, so for new music this week, um, I'm actually going to do two weeks worth of music because we missed an episode last week. Um, so two weeks ago, um, there was the Stapleton single. Chris Stapleton put out a single called Starting Over. Um, it's really good. It's, it's awesome. Um, what you would expect from Chris Stapleton. Um, it's going to be uh, uh, off of a new album that he'll have coming out, I believe, October. So looking forward to that. And then Ashley Campbell, who's Glenn Campbell's daughter, um, she released a couple songs off her upcoming album. Uh, the one I really want to recommend is called Something Lo- um, Something Lonely, um, which is really great. Um, her style is really interesting and unique, kind of Western vibes like um, Marty Robbins, but with like a smoothness that resembles Glenn Campbell's or like Anne Murray's um, kind of smooth 80s sound. Um, and then she's got some that are like, a true country shuffle or Texas shuffle um with strong steel guitar. Definitely an up and coming, amazing traditional act. And then for this week, um Luke Laird, who is a um great multi award winning writer um, is starting to put out some music of his own. Um, so he put out a song last week called uh, "Music Row," and then he put out a song this week called um, uh, "That's Why I Don't Drink Anymore." Both are very well written and great instrumentation. Um, I believe some of the stuff he's he usually writes um, ends up being very contem- like for other writers is usually very contemporary with like click tracks that kind of thing. But this music he's been putting out has had like definite fiddle and steel on it, which is interesting. Um, and then also, um, up-and-coming artist Tyler Rich released his debut album, um, and then just one more, Carly Pierce released a single, um, called Next Girl, um, which is where she's, like, warning the next girl to not be, um, charmed by this guy's, by, like, this guy's good looks and, um, and what he says because it's not for real or it won't last. Um, assumedly, it's, um... It's referring to her ex-husband, Michael Ray, because this is coming quickly after... the song's coming quickly after her divorce from him. Definitely some tea being spilt there. Um, and then, yeah, one more thing I wanted to mention. It's not necessarily new music, but uh, I... Uh, two weeks ago, John Party played the Opry, um, and it just reminded me how great John Party is. Um, he's, like, true honky-tonk music. He, he actually sang Honky-tonk Man on, um, like, a Dwight Yoakam um, song. He played that on the Opry, and it's just like, John Party's definitely, like, great act in country music right now. All right, so for this segment, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna call it the Garth brooks Millennial Gap. You'll see what I mean in a minute, but, um, so what this has to do with is the fact that Garth Brooks- is definitely is is the greatest selling solo artist of all time he's a massive pillar in country music and he and he's gr- he greatly advanced country music in the 90s no doubt about that but um uh, and like i said to work 90s countries some of the best selling solo years country music's ever had and that was where country music shifted mainstream uh shifted to mainstream rather than uh being like an eclectic taste and genre that being said Um, his popularity has extended way beyond the 90s, um, up until now. I would argue he's slowly slipping away from popularity as the millennial generation, which is my generation, is getting older. And that's not because he's not still putting out great music, um he is up until this year, um, he was touring a bunch as well, um, but because the way that my generation consumes music is streaming, and Garth Brooks doesn't allow any of his music to be available on streaming platforms, or even iTunes, um, like, to even, like, just buy on iTunes, because he doesn't feel he gets his full money that way, um, and it's also very difficult to find, um, Garth's music on YouTube as well, they really, um, like, clean all, out all the internet, uh, and only leave it just up to Amazon, um, to sell, like, for full price. Um, so eventually my generation who's listening to country music, even if they dig deep and listen to stuff from before their time, will not, will not come across Garth Brooks at all on any of the streaming platforms, which I think is a huge disservice to his own career because he's cutting his career short by not making the music available everywhere. Um, he, like I said, he only allows it to be played on the radio or to be bought physically, um, like physical albums or through Amazon for full price, um, which is frankly not how my generation consumes music on a regular basis. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Garth Brooks, um, and I, but I've really had to try hard to search on YouTube um, or catch stuff on the radio to absorb and listen to most of Garth's catalog, right? So I can't listen to it on a regular basis and become a true fan, but I am aware of his music for sure. Um, that brings me to another point, kind of related, but also not. Um, like I said, the streaming platforms are becoming the main way that people are consuming music and discovering new music. Um, and it's only getting bigger. There are talks of the streaming platforms, um, or digital streaming platforms, DSPs, that's what they're called, um, entering the record label game, meaning signing their own artists, like avoiding the actual record labels, um, but signing their own artists and working to promote, um... Uh, that th- their own artists, and then one more thing they started—they um, actually started now—was um, Apple Music radio stations. So basically, how that works is there's stations for all different genres, and then under the genre header, there's individual shows that play at different times throughout the day. Um, and then after those uh, individual shows air, they're posted as individual episodes, so you can listen to them over and over again kind of like a podcast format and then um yeah or catch them later if you didn't hear them live um and then some shows that i've listened to um so far um are is the nashville countdown that's hosted by dirks bentley um and then southern accents radio that's hosted by dave cobb like i said uh a couple weeks ago dave cobb is a a famous uh, record producer he produces um, a lot of stuff for stapleton for um uh, like a lot of Americana acts because um, it's very authentic music that he tends to produce. Um, also, like Midland, Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, Jimmy Allen, and Carrie Underwood also have shows um, on Apple Music Country, among many others. Um, so anyway, this la- lack of Garth awareness or audience will become even more prevalent as these DSPs, uh, digital streaming platforms, take over, and the whole music making process and industry process is run by D- will become run by DSPs, um, and that'll be even more difficult for Garth um, uh, to g- ha- for Garth to have an audience. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he changes this in the future, like how he does it now, um, when he realizes that he's missing the whole new generation of country fans. Alright, so now I'm going to talk about the CMA uh, nominees that were released a couple weeks ago. Um, First off, I love the Album of the Year nominees. I'm very impressed that they didn't pick subpar albums. They picked pretty... um, I would say the best representations of country music this year. I'm very happy to see that Ashley McBride is included in the nominations here since she's fairly a new artist um, but her music is great and definitely the album deserves to be up there for album of the year. Um, the only album I'm little surprised is not up there is Thomas Rhett's uh, Centerpoint Road album because I think that definitely deserved a nomination because TR is like such a big artist and there were a lot of really good successful singles off that record like beer can't fix remember you young don't threaten me with a good time uh, and look what god gave her like that's like tons just off that album alone and those were all singles um for this category i would love to see the cma go to john party just because it's a great representation of traditional country um and yeah, it's a traditional country album that got really great mainstream success since John Party's pretty mainstream. And um, and the songs are just such uh, honky-tonky jams. Um, but I'd be probably equally happy to see the CMA go to Luke Combs. And I think it will go to Luke Combs um, for his album What You See Is What You Get. Because uh, it was such a uh, success, had so many hits off of it. Um, many number ones I think Luke Combs in general has had like six or seven consecutive number ones so I think it'll probably go to Luke Combs Um, Entertainer of the Year nominations again really impressed with also great to see two women up there for Entertainer of the Year because that hasn't happened for a really long time But I I don't necessarily agree with nominating Carrie Underwood every year as, like, the designated woman in the Entertainer of the Year category. I think the only reason she's nominated this year is because people are pissed about last year when she didn't win. Um, Like, most recently, she's only had one hit uh, in this award, like, period, I guess, which, uh, like, her song Southbound, which wasn't even a huge hit for her in general, like, uh, within her repertoire of music, but, uh, maybe the only other thing that elevates her is that she, um, is the resident, like, singer-host for, um, Sunday Night Football, but other than that, I don't see why she'd be nominated, uh, so, like, um, Bobby Bones said she might simply win just because the voters believe she should have won last year. That's what I'm thinking too. Um, and she, she may, like she might just win because simply just because of that. Um, that would be unfortunate, though. but I think the Entertainer of the Year very much could be and should be Luke Combs, as he's very much on that like a Garth Brooks trajectory in all facet- facets of his career, music, touring, all of it. Um, female vocalist will probably go to Miranda but I think Marin equally deserves it um but I'm not so sure the critics will pick Marin because I think they see most of her success is with that song The Bones and it's mainly crossover success so I don't know if they'll if they'll see the value in that um male vocalist will probably go to Luke Combs but I think TR deserves it as well um Song of the Year, I'd love to see go to Ingrid Andrus for More Hearts Than Mine because it's so well written in, such an interesting concept, but it'll probably go to The Bones because of the crossover success. Um, single of the Year, I think will be Beer Never Broke My Heart because that was a massive song for Luke Combs. The other contender in that category is 10,000 Hours, Dan and Shay, but I think 10,000 Hours, Dan and Shay, because it's got Justin Bieber on it, that'll probably win the ACM. I don't think it'll win the CMA. I think the CMA will go to Luke Combs. He'll probably sweep the board of Luke Combs in a lot of these categories. Um, now, new artist. New artist will 10,000% go to Morgan Wallen. Uh, when he released that song, Seven Summers, it was astronomical streams on the first day, and he was right up there with on the all-genre charts, too. He, he also had Chasing You that went number one, and Whiskey Glasses, although I'm not sure Whiskey Glasses was this year or not but anyway, really successful, uh, trajectory. Um, he's definitely done very well. I, i also, I would say he'd probably, he'll probably be up for male vocalist of the year next year. Um, as he's becoming a really good up and coming major artist for the format. And he brings non country fans into the format, um, as he's very big on TikTok and social media in general. Um, people think he's like a real stud, um, with his mullet and everything. Um, <laughs> Um so and there's no real contenders, I would say, on that uh, new artist of the year list, um, besides maybe Gabby Barrett, who had a number one on um, I hope. But that's just a one song. And that's very, again, crossover success as well, um, although it was big in country, too. And yeah, that's uh, all I have to say about CMAs. Thanks for listening to episode four of Call It Country. I'm going to try to be more consistent on the releases. Sorry, I, had, I know I had a two-week gap there. Um, but they're probably going to be, I'm thinking, shorter, a little bit shorter episodes, but um, on a weekly basis like I had before. Um, so it probably won't be um, another episode of like three weeks of music. But anyway, um, bear with me while I, while I try to um, keep on track here um and thanks for listening like uh like i said you can rate and subscribe to the podcast on um, apple Podcasts or spotify and you can follow me on social media both on instagram and twitter um instagram it's call underscore it underscore country pod and on twitter i believe it's call it country one um yeah thanks for listening